What is up everyone, Avio Easter here with Yappa238.com and welcome to the Yappasog podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about being young, being apostolic, taking that power and putting it into action. Now today's Yappasog podcast is not going to be as normal, all right? I want to present something to you guys that I thought would be super relevant, not just for the conversation at hand that we were having, um, but for young apostolics in general. And so I want to give you guys a clip from the Inferno Group group coaching call. Every month we come together and we we hop on there to figure out uh, strategies, best practices, mindsets, and, and different things that we have to have in order to be sure that we uh, accomplish the goals that God has given us to accomplish, those who want to make a, an impact on like a global level. And so that is the Inferno Group, and that is what the purpose of the GCCs are. That's kind of what we call a lot of things. We actually create a lot of acronyms for YAPA and YAPA type stuff. So GCC, FSC, YAPA238, kind of funny. Um, but I wanted to, to uh, well, so long story short, we started this GCC. Not everyone could make it. Actually, majority of um, our members were were available, uh, but we did have someone come through, and um, it's an active member of the Yappa Fam, and not only the Yappa Fam, but the Inferno Group, the Firestarter Community. Not only the Firestarter Community, but helps in the back end of Yappa 238 as well. So, um, it was a really great pleasure to have her on and as we were going through the the gcc carmen began to share with us um or just we were beginning to talk about some things um that are super relevant and uh then i was like you know what we can't let this conversation go we gotta hit record and present this to uh, yappa 238 and the yappa fam so that is what this video is so if you're watching this on youtube you'll be able to see the the video if you're watching this or listening to this on spotify SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, um, we have something, uh, or we're, you're going to be hearing that about, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour of our conversation. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. It's going to be really, really awesome, and I'll catch you guys at the end. Hey, 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 what is up? Yappa fam, fire starters, welcome to a um, GCC in the Inferno group. And one of the things that um, Karen and I were talking about um, today was uh, a, a few things. The main thing, one of the vein that we're picking up on right now is uh, is adventure and having a life adventure. All right. So, um, Carmen, if you want to share just real quick a little bit about, uh, you know, where some of the wins that you've had this week, particularly the the apartment win. So um, I am moving out of my house, you know, officially for the very first time, not just college, um, to go an hour away to where I'm going to have a job. And so I was looking at apartments and I went on actually Good Friday, um, didn't plan that, but that's when it happened. I went to look at two apartments and the first apartment I looked at, I wasn't like I was going into it thinking I'm not going to want this place because it's 200, it's at least $200 more than I want to pay for rent. And I don't need it fancy schmancy. I'm just here to like get some practice with apartment hunting or whatever. I was, I had already decided that the second place I knew about, I was going to go to because I'd seen pictures of the inside of it. And I was like, that's what I need. 
Um, and the reason that I had already decided that it was perfect for me was because it was very, very simple and very plain. It had, it, it, it looked clean. It had bedrooms, a bathroom, like there was nothing, you know, fancy about it, nothing, anything like that. And, and I felt like that fit me because I see myself as very plain and very simple. And so I'm not going to need more if I'm plain and simple. I very low maintenance. So, and plus like it was for $5.95 a month. Like I can do that. I know. <laughs> I know. So, okay, real quick, just to put that into perspective <laughs> over here in California, it's at least like 25 to 2900 a month. Yeah. For, for like a, just a, if I was a college student going to, to Sac State, um, I would have a room with, I, I would be bunked with at least three other dudes because this just doesn't work out here. But anyway, that's Illinois for you. So go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so it's 595. So it was like, it, so in my head, I'm like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I always imagined that I would end up, you know, having. And it's 595 a month like perfect the only downside to this place was that like I would have to share a washer and dryer with like the rest of the building which I mean I and I was I was content with that because I was like I mean you know what I'll just eventually figure out a time to wash my clothes and no one else's and like I can deal which has been a theme in my life is like I can deal I can I can be fine um so yeah so I was like I was set I I like already knew I was going to pick that place so then I walk in to this old building that they, they kept a lot of historical features so they can get grant money because it was like an old like coffee mill or something so a really really cool old building in um this really really cute town um in Iowa and it's it's like downtown so it's like it's like a cool area too like as I'm walking around I don't have a dog but like it made me want to get a dog so I could take my dog on walks around because <laughs> it was such a cute neighborhood um and I'm, I live in the country, so I'm not used to having like a cute little downtown neighborhood to walk my dog in. <laughs> um, but I came and I saw this place and it was gorgeous. Like it had brand new appliances because it's just been renovated. It had this beautiful exposed brick that was part of keeping it, you know, traditional. It had this like interesting barn door thing. And it was just, it was just super cool. And it was $809 a month, which I realized is still dirt, dirt cheap compared to California. <laughs> yeah. But it's more than I was, it's more, and I'm, and I'm going to be a teacher, so it's like, it's not like I'm rolling in dough, um, but the thing is, is I thought it was gorgeous, and I loved the idea that I could have this, this office space, and then my bedroom space, and I was getting these ideas, and then I was like, nah, and my dad, who is super, super frugal, like, I was shocked when he said this to me, he was like, this place has got you written all over it, and I was like, a simple place have me written all over it like I is simple and plain it is simple and plain we be simple and plain together <laughs> apartment and resident what do you mean and so he's looking at this cool like it was simple but in like an artsy historic kind of way and he's like this got you and I was like who me then <laughs> and I sent I sent a video to my friend and she said the same thing she's like this got you written all over it and I was like who are we talking about? <laughs> who is this you who like, is this? Well, uh, who, have I not met me? What's going on? And so it set me into this crazy, like self-reflective overthinking, just state of mind where I'm like, why is it that I can't like allow myself to want this really, really cool place? And part of me was like, well, because of the rent's too much. And then I was like, but, but something, something in my head was like, I don't think it's that the rent's too much. Yeah. <laughs> like it's more but I don't know that it's that. 
And um, so through some lots of self-reflection, I'm very reflective. And then through conversations with my pastor, I realized that this was um, something in me that's like a mentality of a mix of and or not feeling like I deserve really nice things or not feeling like I need really nice things and thus not allowing myself to want them because I grew up in a very frugal household because, you know, I, I had teachers for parents. So it's not like we had a lot of money. Um, so I was just used to that. Like I, I'm not the kind of person who's used to wanting nice things and getting them. I mean, I'm the kind of person who's used to seeing nice things, calling them nice and continuing walking. Like it just, it doesn't like, it's not even like I'm sad about it. I'm like, cute, bye-bye. And so I'm, and so that was really something that was interesting. And then, and then I, do you want to explain the shark tank thing with the whole environment? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's, uh, well, yeah, let, let's, let's lead into that because there's a few things that you mentioned that I was like, all right. Cause, uh, and that we already touched on, but, um, a lot of it is going to be most likely rehashed to you because I just talked about it, yeah. but, um, go ahead and mention that, that what you mentioned about, uh, environment and stuff. Okay. So I heard somewhere <laughs> the internet, so it must be true. Um, that, that fish, either all fish or some fish, at least some fish, potentially all fish grow based on the size of the tank that they're in. And so when I was thinking about these two places, um, like it occurred to me, what kind of tank would each of these apartments be? Because this is, this, this is a huge new season of my life. I'm living completely on my own in a new place with a new job. Like this is like my entrance to adulthood <laughs> um, with, with, with no, no more calling line to see if the director can help. Like I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm, so I'm in it and it's just, I'm like, okay, well, what's this place going to be for me? And that's not even a thing I'd ever thought of. Like we didn't, we didn't have the money to say, how can we make this the kind of place that has an impact on it? It was just like, no, this is where we live. This is the dining room, this is the living room, the bedroom. This is what it is. Yeah. Um, and so I thought to myself, what's this going to be? And I realized that the cheaper, plainer apartment, that wouldn't inspire me to grow at all. That would continue reinforcing this idea that I am simple and I am plain. Um, and that I don't need, and like, I, it, it's like, I don't need nice things. So it doesn't even matter if I want nice things. It doesn't even matter if I deserve nice things. So I don't need them. So what's the point in going after them? Um, and versus like this nicer apartment that according to sub apparently has me written all over it, this me that I'm, that I'm not, I guess, super well acquainted with yet. This place could inspire me to, to, to grow elements of myself that other people see that I don't. This is the kind of place that I could walk into after a hard day of teaching because I love it, but man, sometimes this is a struggle. And I might walk in going, am I, am, am I a good teacher? Can I do this? And then I walk into this gorgeous, really, really cool apartment that makes me really happy to be there. And that makes me feel like, yeah, like you, this, you got here. <laughs> like you are blessed yeah, you by the it. Lord to get here. So it's not like you got yourself here, but you, it's not like you don't deserve to be here. There's nothing about you that doesn't deserve a nice apartment. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and uh, not only chime in, but kind of tear into this. But um, the thing is, is that uh, environment is like super, super powerful. All right. And um, one of the things like you had apartment A, which was like 
plainer, was um, kind of speaking to where you are at right now, at least how, how you perceive yourself right now. And so you have this, and in the, in the word of God, <clears throat> and just in life in general, if you're going to live a life that is um, uh, worth anything, really, uh, it, it, there's a call for growth. There's a call for more. You'll see every person in the Bible had a call for more. Even the ones who turned on God, Saul, Samson, you know, you have, um, it, it, there's a call for more. There's a call for greater. And so you see in, um, uh, uh, even us in the New Testament, we're, we're to be fashioned after Christ, right? So our entire life is dedicated to becoming like Jesus so that we are in the image of, in, in the image of God, all right? So we're never going to escape it. So we have to be in a, in a position of growth. And so one of the things that we have to be very, very careful in, which is, uh, which first and foremost is not to like do make decisions based off of growth and not make decisions based off of where you're at right now and who you are today, which is, is a great thing that you didn't do that and you're making a better decision. So, um, uh, but then, okay, so that's number one. But then after that, you have the, 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 the being in a place that speaks to you. All right. One of the things that um, I love what you said just a while back ago, um, before we started recording this was about, about just about your environment and how it speaks to you. And one of the things that I found out about myself recently, um, we're going to, uh, hopefully within the next few days, get, um, a new background, new setup and a, a cool, a uh, few things for like a, a workstation. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm putting it together and I'm like, okay, so what's going to what's going to speak to me, what's going to like, when I look at it, when I sit down, you know, in my work area, um, cause right now all we have is like logos back there, you know, what is going to, um, uh, cause me to reflect and remember things that are going to stretch me. So one of the things I wanted to do was get, uh, a, this is kind of weird, but it's, it's a piece of art that I wanted to create. Um, and that is a, get a little toy lion that's roaring at me. All right. A little toy lion that's roaring at me and then put, uh, in Scrabble letters around it, um, conquer him. And what that is, is the goes back to uh, what we find in the book of Proverbs, there's a, a story that kind of it kind of like throws your mind for a loop. But um, uh, Solomon writes, and he says, talks about a, um, a weak man, or a, um, I, I don't know if he said foolish man, but um, he said something about a man going out and seeing and, and saying that there's a lion in the way. There's a lion in my path and he, he doesn't go out there and, and conquer that lion. He doesn't go out there and, and do anything about the lion. In fact, he runs from the lion and the lion represents things that are, that could be fearful for us, struggles, internal struggles, external battles, you know, and the reason why I wanted to get a toy lion and not get like a picture or anything um, that was like a regal lion was because in reality, the fears that we face nine times, 99.999% of the time they're toys. They're, they're, they're things that, and kids, kids play with toys. You don't want to play with toys. You want to, it's, it's like, it's a figment of the imagination most of the time. Right. And so we have the power and ability to conquer it. That's why I wanted to get a little cheap, little $6 toy lion to remind myself that I need to go out there, conquer my fears and nine times out of 10, or maybe even 10 times out of 10, the fear that I'm, that I'm uh, coming up against is fake. It's 
false. It's not real. And at the height of it roaring, that's why I wanted to get it roaring, is when it's screaming to you the loudest. That's when you go out and conquer the lion, right? And so just having pieces like that in your environment to speak to you and uh, about that next level of growth and what we're seeing in your situation, Sister Carmen, Sister Bazaari, is... um is uh is just that so i wanted to point those two things out first you know don't make decisions based off where you're at and now based off base your decision off of where you want to be and then also your environment like hyper 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 speaks to you and what is it speaking to you some people can't control their environments that's fine but when you're in the position to control your environment you know how is it growing you and then things about that is when your when your environment gets to, environment begins to speak to you and begins to talk to you hold on real quick let me see um via your obstacles is something you can conquer exactly that's what's up um but when when that happens then you have um uh then you begin to it's a it's a lead-in it's a lead-in for you to explore all right explore uh uh more about you all right and so for me you know i'm sitting over here and i'm thinking about the pieces of art that i wanted and then i figure out that i actually like art you know and then from there it's like okay so now i actually like creating art there's another piece of art that i want to create that has to do with um uh, a deck of cards right and i'm like i actually like art and if I indulge in that, if I take that step in that direction, what else is going to unfold? What areas of my life am I going to figure out? Because I was able to step out and explore more of who I am, right? So you take that next step when your environment, when you're in a position, when your environment speaking to you, and you have to be careful because like Gideon, Gideon, his environment um or he 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 felt as if he was a product of an environment i'm the least of you know uh, my father's house and my father's house is the least in in all the benjamin you know so he felt really really low about where he was at and it was god who was waking him up to the reality of who he was well moses we contrast that with moses and he he was taught that he was not a product of an, of his environment right you are not an egyptian you are an Israelite, you worship one God, and his mom put that inside of him so that he didn't, when he was in his environment, his environment didn't overtake him and, and um, he succumbed to his environment. And so you have to have people, you have to have uh, individuals, generally pastors, mentors, parents, you know, people, friends sometimes can even be that in, a, in a, uh, an instance, in a season where they come and they're speaking to you to remind you of what you truly are and that you're not a product of your environment right and so that's one of the things that carmen in your um story testimony that you're sharing with us you know you talk with friends you talk to your dad it's like well this is this is you this is more you than you know which oftentimes that could be you know that's a good thing right and there's times where other, you know, people come in your life to tell you about, you know, the negative side of that, let's say the flip coin, or it's like, you're more you than this is more you than what you think, you know? So there's definitely those elements, but um, that you, uh, so getting back to the whole environment and stuff like that, you bring those things, those things are lead, lead-ins to um, explore more about yourself, right? And the things that you like. So I don't know where the whole art deal may go. 
I would consider myself more of a, like a pretty boxed in simple person. My favorite color is white. It's white. <laughs> like this is not, it'd be considered very plain, you know, but then I, I take, sometimes I take an angle. It's, it's all the colors that are like mixed together or, you know, anyway, but um, so yeah, I thought that was, that would be great to, uh, to share, but go ahead and, uh, and chime in Carmen with, uh, cause I know that you were going to uh, mention some things after that particularly about the whole lead-in things um well one of the things that uh when you were talking about like the art um it got me thinking about you know this statement surround yourself with inspiration to grow and it reminded me of I, you've said before that you heard that people are like I think it was you who said like you you are like the sum total of the five people you hang out with the most like even even socially your environment, like your social environment, the people impact you. But like, um, when you were talking about the art, it reminded me, I've, I read this quote somewhere, it was about writing, but, and I can't remember who said it, it wasn't me, it was somebody probably very good at writing. They said, I started, like, they said something along the lines of, I started writing the books I wanted to read. And so as you were talking, as you were talking about your art, like it, it, it occurred to me that, you know, maybe originally, and this, and this may or may not have happened with you, maybe originally you started off thinking like, oh, I would like to find a piece that looks like this. I would like to find a piece that looks like this. But then like, you kind of said, oh, maybe I would want to make, I would want it to like add this. I would, I would want the Scrabble letters. I would want the toy line. And all of a sudden now your, your desire to see art is, has become a desire to make art. And so it's like, even just, just putting yourself in that situation like inspires you to grow even without really thinking about it same thing with me with this apartment like it's got brand new appliances fun fact about me I cook a mean cereal like I I don't cook I just I mean I can do like I can I can but in regard like in comparison to other people who like can cook I can't cook but the thing is is like with these nice appliances like every time I walk in they're gonna be like use us or like with this with this gorgeous apartment because like in, in, in a plain apartment with plain walls plain everything I would be like all right just grab whatever you know furniture someone will give me and put it together and then just have you know hodgepodge equals the style of this apartment but with this gorgeous place now I'm thinking about like decor which is not something that I ever really considered myself to be like interested in but I'm like okay well well, what colors would look good with this and with that and so it's just 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 Pinterest Pinterest use Pinterest (laughs) a whole Pinterest board I I do I have a board labeled apartment and it's got all kinds of exposed books and plants I've decided I want plants everywhere in my apartment because it's gonna look great they're gonna be fake because I have one window but like and, and so I've got all these ideas and all of a sudden now I'm thinking of like a style and a vibe that I would like I'm I'm impacting my space instead of just letting my space impact me. And thus I'm 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 giving my space the impact to have on me. Like I'm I'm nothing passive in this situation. I am taking complete action and ownership and initiative here. And all because I allowed myself to consider why I wanted it or why because like it didn't like oh goodness it didn't occur to me to even consider it until my frugal dad who I never would have imagined saying take the more expensive apartment said I would sign the lease today if I was you that was shocking to me like that's what jolted me out and I was like huh and that's what started that conversation but 
and, and some people would say like they like they would have looked and and people did of course my dad did too but like he, people would say oh you're overthinking because I thought about like oh like wh why why is it that I like this apartment more why 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 some people would say that's overthinking that's unnecessary but if I hadn't thought about it that wouldn't have helped me realize the situation that I'm in the, the, the impact that, that my space could have on me because I chose to reflect on not only what I was struggling with, but why I was struggling with it. That was a huge deal. So overthinking is not always great, but it's not always the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy is that, you know, you see that, um, that one moment, like you said, that jolted you that, that like, Hey, whoa, wake up. And then now it, the, the, the thinking, the analyzing, you know, then you're able to see into all these different areas of um, not only like, you know, the the things that like, as we talked about, you know, that could possibly be holding you back in other areas, you know, that type of um, uh, catching the balance between um, frugality and then experiencing life or actually living life, which I think I don't think a lot of people actually, I think a lot of people are skewed towards the frugal side rather than the actually experiencing life now there's some well, anyway and that's something that we'll talk about in a second because i think that would be an interesting conversation to have i don't think it's a conversation that has been had um you know especially within christian or the abstract movement let's just say specifically but um anyway um like i said i've heard of so but that you know that that uh, uh that jolting and that waking up and that moving into that new environment now you're literally like exploring a lot more um different you know different options you know and that's one of the things that you'll see in some of the i read some of the the most current literature on um on uh, habits and stuff like that and how to create habits how to break habits and all that stuff and one of the things that is is like a massive player in why you do what you do is your environment and so if you this is what they will say all right is if you want to start cooking, you know, put money into the appliances, literally put money into the, in the appliances, because those things will, you, you just invested what, two, $300 into appliances, they're going to be looking at you. And when you put them in, don't put them underneath the, in the cabinets down there, don't put it underneath the, the, the stove top, or don't do anything like that. All right, bring it out, put it in the open. So when you're walking around, you're like, wait a second, I told myself I was going to cut. I told myself I was going to bake. Get the big expensive knives and, and stick them up where they, you can see them every single day. All right. Because those things will speak to you. You know, another thing, which is what um, I, I, uh, I remember I wanted to get an entire wall that was um, like almost like, how would you describe it? Kind of like a hardwood flooring, but steel. And then have welded inside of each panel a scripture. So that when I looked at the wall, I'm seeing hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. When I look at the wall, one one Lord, one faithful and baptism, I look at it, it's telling me about, you know, I don't know, men's stuff. He who looketh upon a woman unless I don't do that. You're going to go to hell, you know. So um, but having your environment speak to you, and that's actually literally like what again like i said the most current literature on habits and, and the way your mind works and stuff is um is saying and so you being in that environment you being in that place let me check this comment real quick um uh, we don't have to, oh i see all right so um 
Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. How that, that could be. Okay, cool. Cool. So I got you on that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you, you having your environment speak to you and then you put those things out there. And then now that you have that, you know, those things speaking to you, now you're growing in those areas. Now you're like, now you're exploring cooking, you're exploring, um, walking your dog <laughs> or getting a dog or something to walk around the neighborhood <laughs> you know you're exploring things that you probably never would have would have explored um if you're if you didn't uh take that next step into something else that was bigger that was greater that was different and oftentimes we want to stay in our comfort zones we want to stay in what's normal we want to stay in what's safe even when it comes to like revival and things like that you know we want to we want to just you know people magically appear in, at church and because we know how to pray into the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then, but, you know, I don't know, door knocking or, you know, some people are good with the door knocking, but they're not good with the street preaching. Some people are good with the street pe preaching, but they're not good with, um, you know, being uh, outside of the, the friends and the synergy and being in their work environment and just witnessing someone there. Some people are good in the work environment. You know, but if they have to street preach, they clam up, you know, so it's like it, always ex be expanding yourself, always be looking for different things to stretch yourself because you never know what you find. You know, that one decision between just apartments, it's just a housing situation, but that one decision now opens up doors that can impact so many different areas of your life. And it's not about you. Well, I learned to cook so I can cook for, you know, our church's food pantry. It doesn't always have to be directly tied into something that's big and meaningful, but as long as it's, it's like, it means something to you, you know, you created something and you feel better about yourself. It's like, it, it could be, it could be even that simple. So, um, yeah. That's it. That's a good deal. And then, you know, I could keep talking, but I mean, there's a lot, uh, uh, but all right. So let's, let's, let's use that to kind of leverage into adventure. All right. Cause, um, that's what we, we started on. And if you look at all these things, going outside of your comfort zone, getting outside of your comfort zone, that is literally like an adventure. If you want to think about it. Okay, so Carmen, I know you know literature and stuff like that. You know stories and stuff. You're a teacher. And, um, but one of the things that you see is like the, I don't, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the face of an expert. But um, all stories, all right, have some sense of adventure in them. Would you say that's, that's kind of like the reality? An adventure of, of romance, an adventure of love, an adventure of, um you know uh creativity there's some things uh the the you, do you know the hero's two journeys okay so that is a is like what that has dominated the the movie industry over the past 15 years that storyline the hero's two journeys the external the internal adventure right and um and the journey of transformation and so that is like a really really huge big thing and i was talking to my younger brother um a few days ago, and I was talking to him about uh, adventure, and some things, you know, hit hit people different. Some people are motivated and inspired to make a change or make a difference. Other people are inspired to, you know, I don't know, do like uh, travel the world, right? But in that, I think that, uh, well, so I, I was I was talking to him about you know adventure, like what's the adventure, and I was I was trying to like set things out that would hit for him, and here's the deal. It's like, for me, like I'm on an adventure with Yappa. 
with Yap and the Firestarter community, I'm, in, I'm on an adventure to like change the way we do things in the AppSolid movement and impact, uh, well, maybe not change the way we do things, more so just impact as many people as we can to start fires in as many, or fire, um, is in, in as many uh, young people as possible to actually do something, young AppSolid power in action, right? So that's my adventure. But there's, um, there's like so many different like adventures that you can go on. You know, and it doesn't always have to be like, <laughs> just imagine, let your, let your imagination like run wild. Like one of the things that I was, anyway, just when you do that, when you ex, like get outside your comfort zone, it's exhilarating. You know, you're comfortable with, with, um, you know, you feeling the way you feel normally, but when your stomach turns, when you jump out of a plane or when you bungee jump or when you're on a roller coaster, you know, um, like subbing in math class. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when you do that, you're like, you're, you're, uh, you're way out of your comfort zone, but that's where, you know, you conquer your fears, growth, you know, there's so much there. And so I was, I was thinking about that over the past, um, not just when I talked to him, but even a couple of days before, it's like, how much um, adventure are you, are you creating in your life? How much adventure are you seeking in your life? And you, you can take Jesus with you and not, not in the sense of like, you know, okay, God, you know, follow me as I do my life. But in the sense of you have, uh, you know, you have the, the principles of the word of God leading, living in, and in, living inside of you, you know? So for instance, you know, we may not, it may not be the wisest thing for a single young apostolic to go travel the world right by themselves and, and doing all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of traps, you know, a lot of traps, but um, what if you do, you do something similar, but you, you uh, found a network of all of the churches that are connected with one another and you, you did, you went and you traveled around and that's like a very like vivid or, or a good visual, very, I don't know. I don't say normal, but that's the sense of adventure. That's pretty commonly used, you know, traveling, you know, but um, there's many different ways, like adventure with Yap, like you, you overcome it's, there's so many, it's like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, so one of the things I want to chime in on that is that like you're with you actively going out and doing different things and experiencing different things and, uh, and growing in those areas, you're like, creating this adventure in your life that you can actually like and and it makes you happy about your life makes you like yeah you're like dude i like this thing <laughs> listen we're all we're gonna have enough negativity coming in our lives you know no one lives forever you know my grandpa excuse me he just passed um uh in december of 2020 and so we're what just a few months out from that no one's gonna live forever you know, it's just not going to happen. All right. Uh, what else? I mean, we're going to have tragic uh, travesties and tragedies in our lives. We might as well fight when we, when we're in the season of like, oh yeah, this is, um, that kind of just coasting season. We might as well fight for something that's very, very like to go, go ahead, get after it. Um, and the thing with, uh, the one of the many, um, I guess, benefits, but like the power of an adventure is that when you have, um, when you have a goal, when there's something, and so when you said like every, you know, every story has an adventure, almost every story has like a conflict and a conflict resolution, which is 
you can call it an adventure if you want to. Sometimes it I, is. I call that adventure. <laughs> like there's something, there's something to be conquered. There's some problem to be solved. Otherwise, yeah. we're like we're bored most of the time. Some good writing you can go without a conflict and be interested, but most of the time, like we long to see people conquer things. And so, the power of an adventure is like when you inevitably, inevitably, hit obstacles, hit people you know, dissing you or downing what you're doing or just, you know, being rude to you while you're waiting to get your meal. Like there's plenty of, there's plenty of negativity that you're going to get. Even like negative negativity in the adventure. Like, I mean, yeah, was a big crazy thing, but it's, there's no way that you did everything perfectly as you were going. Like, it's amazing. But part of the process. <laughs> no. no. So, but the thing is, is, and this is something that even I've realized with teaching, like sometimes I'm able, I hope you haven't experienced this Diapo, because like, I don't want anyone to experience this, but there were days when I taught a lesson that just flopped. Like I was so excited and it just died in front of me. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, what am I doing? How, what, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? But the thing is, is my goal was was bigger than that my job wasn't to execute one perfect lesson it was to teach to teach them for a year to help them grow and so when i have that in my head i can see yeah this day was not great but here's what i can do with this day tomorrow that can help them grow here's how i can explain to them all right guys see how see how it's okay to be imperfect your teacher just tried something that didn't work like I'm, I'm not allowed to say you're allowed to have a first draft that you change because not everything's done right the first time, but then act like, you know, you have to be perfect with every lesson you teach. So even with that, but also someone could say, hey, Carmen, how do you feel about teaching? I could be like, it's hard. <laughs> it's a struggle. There is so much, but never a doubt in my mind. Is it worth it? Is it not like worth it? Like it's, of course it's worth it. It th- like struggles part of it. And when you're on this adventure and you understand how adventures work and you realize that struggle's part of it and that you're allowed to struggle, you're allowed to hit obstacles because hitting obstacles is part of the adventure, but the yeah. rest of the adventure is overcoming them. Like you get the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, when you've got this adventure that you're on, whatever it is, whether it's like a small adventure, that's like, I'm just going like, if it's like within the next week, like the next week, this is the adventure I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to have the new experience I'm going to do the way I'm going to bless somebody whatever when like it's having a purpose whether yeah. that's your call whether that's a specific venture that will help you that is what you mean you, you can make anything have some type of meaning or value to you even a loss anything yeah. if yeah. you have a purpose guiding it if you have no purpose if you have no intentional adventure at all or if you have no if you have no ability to recognize an adventure that sort of appeared in front of you mm-hmm. then you're gonna feel more aimless you're gonna you're, you're those obstacles if you're not looking at an adventure if you're not looking at any purpose all you gonna see is that obstacle because what yeah. else do you have to look at yeah no that that's that is so true no but you know what's crazy is that um no one really talked I'm, i want to touch touch on this real quick but um and then get into something that i think is a really interesting interesting uh concept and idea but, uh, you know, when, when it, it's like having, and that's one of the reasons why we, we even did uh, the call masterclass. It's like, what, four hours of content just on how to find the call of God for your life, because excuse me, there is a necessity for 
um, uh, you, you actually like having that, that goal, that purpose, that driver, you know, and having that driver uh, is, is, is something that is like, absolutely, like massive. They say you, the only way you move a, a stubborn mule, which we are, you know, we can definitely be stubborn at times, is um, either with a stick or a carrot. And the best way to move them is with both. And so if you're trying to move yourself, get yourself along, you don't, you have your bad habits, you have your, um, your, you know, stinking thinking, <laughs> as uh, I've heard, uh, you know, uh, uh, leaders put it. But you have those things, it's like, um, all those, uh, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to get to the place to where you, you have a call from God. And when you know the call from God, generally it comes with a carrot and a stick. What's the carrot? All right. So for Yappa, it's doing the, the you know, having the, we talked about this on, on a GCC before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we talked about the carrot and the stick. Well, the carrot for Yappa is being able to impact hundreds of thousands of people. You know, that's our goal, millions of people. And um, our goal would be to have billions of people uh, impressed by Yappa or impressions pretty much, you know, where they, they get touched with a message from Yappa. That's a huge, massive goal. It's like a 10, 15 year goal. I don't know how, how that's huge, right? And then what's the benefit of it? What's the carrot? The carrot is the thing that where the mule wants to go after it, okay? That get up in the morning and drive and, and move. And that is that would be able to like make a difference, you know, in people's lives. That's crazy. That's awesome. And then the stick, what's the stick? The thing that would, when you don't want to do, when you're, you, maybe you don't see the carrot in front of you that drives you is the fact that this is what you're called to do by God. And if you don't do what God called you to do, you're in danger. <laughs> Jonah. All right. There is no, I don't see where, like there was this, this, um, in the story of Jonah, um, I don't see where there is this like this guarantee that he wasn't going to stay in the belly of the well for three days. I, I just don't see the guarantee. You know, if someone finds it, please, you know, DM me, let, let me know, because I want to see that um, in the scripture. But it was like he got swallowed by a well. And then what got him out of the belly of the well? I believe it was his prayers. He prayed to God and God moved. What if he didn't pray? Would God have moved? So it's like, you have no like leeway, like don't, don't try to like, don't, don't try to miss it. Like, don't like do the will of God. That's a, that's a pretty big stick. All right. That's a rod. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Get it, get to get me to get up and go. Yeah. It's, it's a, a cattle prod, mm -mm. you know, to get up and go and to move. Right. And so you need to carry in a stick, but you need to have your goal, your, your calling. And that's one of the things that you're talking about is like that driver you know, is, is that, or I would say both of those things are drivers, um, the care and the stick, you know, to, to what's the goal. Okay. Why am I doing this? And it makes it worthwhile, you know? Um, but one of the things that I kind of wanted to, to say, and I think, I don't think a lot of people think about this is, um, okay. So many adventures. Now this isn't, you know, get away to San Francisco for a day. Cause it's only two hours drive for you. You know, wherever you live, it's not getting away to a big city and having an adventure or driving cross country or anything like that. All right. I think that kind of going back to the lion example, one of the reasons why I wanted this piece of art is that I believe that you can create. You can create adventure, like you said, when you have conflict and a conflict resolution, I think that is like the if you were to if you were to trim down the fat 
on the term or the idea of adventure, I think you'll just get down to that. It all boils down to a conflict, conflict resolution. And so the idea is that face conflict. Now, how many times do we face conflict in our lives? Now, if that's the, the crux of an adventure is to have conflict, then we're presented every single day with the opportunity to go on an adventure. And I call those things mini adventures. <laughs> All right. So, but, but, but what's on the other side of that is growth. It's, it's, a, it's a new, just imagine like, okay, so in California, living next to the Sierra Nevadas, we're about two hours from Tahoe. If our, I remember uh, one day we, we, um, we decided to hike up some peak valley, whatever. I don't think you hike valleys, but I think you hike peaks. Anyway, so you go to the peak and we looked, we went to overlook um, uh, uh, Tahoe. So we're over there. I was young, I was 14 and I was over there climbing and everything, feeling good about myself and my jeans and my Converse, you know, cause that's definitely hiking gear, especially if you're from California, <laughs> as you so aptly experienced <laughs> when we had, <laughs> so anyway, so I'm wearing my jeans, wearing my Converse and everything. And we go up, we go get it to the summit. I remember I was standing up there and there's, you know, a few people up there, some people part of not, not part of our party. And I'm looking over Tahoe and I'm like, wow, this is a great view. This is crazy. And I'm, I'm really experiencing it as a 14 year old kid. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then I take a deep breath and I turn around and I look at the other side of Tahoe and I look and I'm like, there's just mountains after mountains, after mountains, after mountains, after mountains, after mountains, after mountains. And I vividly remember that like it's a snapshot in my head because I felt really small compared to the giant normal, giant normalist, the giant, yeah, giant normalist sun. <laughs> and then the huge mountains that I knew that if I were placed on the opposite side of the, that side of the mountain, you wouldn't even be able to see me. Like you, it would take like a, a telescope that reached to Mars, even just to, to find me on that. So I'm, I, I, I take that snapshot and I look and I'm like, dude, that's adventures. When you have that big conflict, you conquer that one mountain and then there's millions more. Now that could be dejecting to some, but if you were to go a million, a million mountains away from where I was at, all right. And you begin to conquer those, those, um, or have those adventures, those conflicts and conflict resolutions. Well, who would have known that the millionth mountain that you crossed would have been Tahoe, you know, some of the clearest waters in the, in the world. All right. At least in the top, top 20 clearest waters in the world you had. And then a million mountains after that, you have the Pacific ocean. Then a million miles after that, you have you know, China and, and Japan and the Orient, and then a million miles, like, so there's so much world to experience. Yeah, there's so much world, so much life to experience beyond that conflict that you're experiencing right now. So you, you what do you do? When you have a conflict, you rise to the occasion, you get to the top of the mountain, and then in your when you resolve it, in the resolution, you've crossed that mountain, and that's the mini adventure. And so Say it, even if your voice quakes. Press, 
even if you don't want to press and there's all this op these obstacles remember the the man again in proverbs i need to get the scripture reference in my brain seared in there but the man in pro or uh solomon says that you don't be the dude who sees a lion and doesn't do nothing about it go kill the lion if you don't conquer that thing that thing can conquer you your kids your family your and terrorize your nation because you didn't conquer that thing that was in your power to conquer all right, go ahead. I saw your hand up. Um, so actually one of the wins, and I'm glad that this didn't come up earlier because it's now much more relevant here. Um, mm. Another one of the wins that Aviel mentioned that I've experienced this week that we sort of talked about before was that, okay, um, I'm, an, I'm a high school English teacher, okay? I've always liked English. I've always liked, always liked reading, always liked writing, struggled with math. I did well because I worked hard, but I really, really struggled. And so because I'm, I'm subbing right now in preparation for the, my new job, um, the math teacher, one of the math teachers at the high school where I sub at, she is very pregnant, like <laughs> due to be induced Monday, like very Whoa. pregnant. And so months ago, she'd asked me, she went, she's like, so Carmen, how do you feel about math? And my exact response to her was, what do you mean? Um, because no, like part of, part of my identity is that I don't like math. <laughs> like that's that's part, I love English and I hate math. Like I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean math? I was like, would, she's like, I need someone to suffer when I have my baby. And I said, what would be required in this? Because if I have to teach them, they will not learn because I will not know <laughs> how to teach them. And she was like, I will record everything for you. You will just have to push buttons and her word, my words, not hers, make sure nobody dies, like <laughs> babysitting and pressing a few buttons. And she, she asked me because I had student taught there. So I knew a lot of the students, I work well with high schoolers. So it made sense, but you know, math and everyone, everyone I knew, everyone I told who knew me before this, whenever I say I'm going to be a math sub, they're like, <laughs> why <are> you? <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a part, like, I don't do math. Mm -hmm. And so then yesterday she wanted me to go in and observe how her class runs so that when I, when she does, you know, have her baby, I'm not going in and learning from the students, how things work, because some of them will tell the truth and some of them won't. Um, so <laughs> we don't have homework. She never gives us homework. No, she lets us go to the bathroom, you know, immediately after the bell ring, like just that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and also just like answering questions. Cause she's like hyper-organized. So she wanted to make sure that I was well-equipped to help her cause she don't have babies. So she go be busy. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, I am 23 years old. I have not had a math class since freshman year statistics. I've, it's four years from then. And stats was a whole thing. I haven't had algebra in a while. So this is algebra and pre-calc. We, pre-calc is the first one. I don't speak pre-calc. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, nope. But then we get to algebra which is the students that need more extra help. Cause the kids in pre-calc, they're, they're, they, can, they can do what they're doing. And I'm looking at this and I realize that I get it. And I'm like, what? Like, this is like, if you were to speak only English and then look at like Chinese and realize you can read it. Like this, I was like, uh, what, wait, 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 what? How, how do I get this? And then like, and, and, and this, that, this isn't to say it all came back to me perfectly. Like I had to ask her questions. Okay, well, so what's the formula for this? How do you get that? How do you, but like, as I was looking at it, 
her answer key, it made sense how she got. And I was like, who am I? I don't want to hold on. Wait, 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 wait. And it was, and this is, this is one example of like, of a, of a, a small adventure in one day, mm-hmm. one day, I went from seeing myself as someone who cannot do math to by the end of the day, she had decided that she was going to have me teach their last unit of new information because I got it. Yeah. Because she's like, okay, well, if you, because some of them had expressed, you know, a little bit of nervousness at having a non-math person be their math teacher, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, if you know this, then you can teach it and you can increase their confidence in you. And so now, and this was my second day, I was walking around. It, it felt like I was in my English class. Just like when I walk around and help them with their papers, I'm walking around going, no, 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 no. There's a difference between an x-coordinate and an x-intercept. This is this. And I'm like, what language am I speaking? <laughs> like, yeah, you was, lost me already. <laughs> I know. And that's, and I like, I'm just like, I, it's crazy. I was like, who am I? And last night I, I was pre- I was having fun doing math. Like I purposely, like I, I took, she gave me a huge binder. I was doing practice problems and I sent a picture to my brother who loves math. And he's like, there's no way you did that. That's <laughs> physics. You can't do that math. And I was like, apparently I can. So a couple morals of the story. One, just because there's an obstacle you didn't think you could beat or that you didn't beat before mm-hmm. does not mean you cannot beat it again or beat That's it right. later. Yeah. Like there's there's no saying that at all. And I give the Lord complete credit for helping <laughs> me remember that because cool. creds on Jesus right there. <laughs> creds on Jesus. Like I, I had no I had no desire to remember it. I thought I had no ability to remember it. Like there is no reason I should have been able to remember that stuff and be able to learn it. But because that's what that I mean, and, and the way I see it is like that's what my kids need. That's what my students need. They mm-hmm. need someone there who can help them. They need someone who can make them feel comforted, comforted. Like their leader needs to make them feel safe and led. Not like, all right, watch the video. Yeah. So there's that. Plus, one thing that I was thinking as you were talking about, like what a mini adventure sort of does or is, is like, in my opinion an adventure is something that changes you, whether it's a big change or a little change, it has an impact on who you are. So this, so yesterday was a huge mini adventure for me because like, I was like, there's a whole new aspect of me. Um, So that was crazy about who I am. And it also changed how my students viewed me because I had freshmen in my English class who heard me say, I couldn't do math and I'm helping them. I can only imagine what they're thinking. Like either she lied or I have no idea. But I, th- I thought she was a Christian. <laughs> I know, like, I don't even know. But it's, and, and the thing is, is I never, ever would have realized that I could, I, I never would have had the chance to learn how to do algebra again, unless I agreed to step into this sub position that I didn't feel qualified for, but there was a need for. And I'm not saying always do that. That's not what I'm saying. But like, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Amen. So it's like that. So, so like if, if you, if you have an experience, if there's something you conquer, like if you are not a rock climber and you go to a rock climbing place and you, and you're not that type, but you get it. And you suddenly you realize you're capable of more than you were than, than you thought you were. You've had a little adventure. That's had, that, that was a little adventure. That's impacted you. That's changed you. And a lot of us, we've had things that have happened to us. Like 
I've had some life changes and milestones that have happened to me the last couple of years. And I look back to like before those things happened and I'm like, I'm a different person. Like that's an adventure. Like you're, you're impacted by adventure. So even yeah. if something doesn't feel like an adventure, the moment you decide to be impacted by it, which goes back to the reflection, you turn it into adventure. Now that's not just a loss. That's not just wasted time. That's something valuable that adds to you. And if anybody's worried about wasting time, like, I don't, I don't know if I'm the only one who gets anxiety about thinking that time was wasted or energy was wasted. Like that freaks me out. But the moment I find a lesson in it, even if I found, even if I found a loss too, it's not a loss anymore. It's a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like it's, Mm. yeah you go back and you take all your l's and you just turn them into lessons you're like okay what did i learn from that yeah you just you just you invert them and then um or actually not not even invert them it's like you use them you use them for what they actually are they're they're opportunities for growth yeah you stack them up l's for ladders you move up (laughs) no but um one of the things that i think is super cool because you talked about the the rock climbing and just using that as analogy and i thought like the the image that came to mind was what if someone fails midway? You know, they're going up there, they're climbing. And then that thought led to, but they tried. And is there anything wrong with trying? Now, the thing is, is that there is nothing wrong with trying. And here's the thing is that, and then from there, it links to, well, at least in my brain, it linked to the, the reality of you growing is that you do things that are uncomfortable and you do things that you almost can't do. And that is, is you get to the outside edges of your current capacity. You get right to the very edge and you, you, you strive for something that, that pushes you that's around that edge. Right. And so to the person who maybe never, and you'll, you'll surprise yourself. And even if you fail, you, you were, it's almost like working out. It's almost like, you know, you get in the gym and you're pushing weight. You don't use, you know, uh, you know, a one pound bar or whatever to, to, in order to, in order to bench, right. You don't, you don't use like, uh, stuff that you, you use all the time. You know, if you're doing, if you can move your arms up and down 40 times and it's okay, well, you may want to increase the weight. So what do you do? You, in order to build or to grow muscle, <laughs> in order to build or to grow muscle, you, um, you have to, uh, get to that place to where you're, you're really like almost, I don't want to say almost failing, but you're, you're, you push your, your, you push yourself to the place to where you're at the outside edges of your capacity, right? Good. So funny to hear you talking about educational psychology without labeling it educational psychology. Ah, <laughs> that we learn when, like, when it comes to the, the development of a child and then an adolescent's brain is that the way that we learn is by being pushed. We have to be pushed to a point where it's still where you you can you can do the thing with help because if you can do it without help, that means you already know how to do it. You don't need to learn. Yeah. But if you can't do it with help, that's too far. So you put, you put your students at a place where they can do it if they have help. Without help, they can't do it, but with help, they can. And so the amazing thing is, is that, I mean, one, the power of a mentor, but like also the power of like a, the Bible and the Lord. I mean, just, yeah. so, so it's, if, if you're in a, if you're, you're in a, a situation where every, where everything's easy, then 
you're not going to grow. I mean, even like, and again, teacher, English teacher, you, real, real, real quick, real quick. You won't, it's not that you won't, it's not only that you won't grow, is that you'll atrophy, you'll disintegrate. Okay, go ahead. But anyways, um, one of the, like, one of the, the tragically simple things about becoming a good reader, or a good writer is just reading more. And the, and the way that you become a better reader is by reading books that like, I don't know what the exact statistics are, but like 90% of the words, you know, but then 10% you don't. That's how you get an increased vocabulary because you know enough that you can understand what's happening and you can use context clues to help figure out what those other words mean and learn how to use them. Like, that's not a, that's not a big, that's not a big change. Like that's something manageable. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it is, it is important to put yourself in situations where maybe you don't know how to do it, but you can with help. I mean, that's, I mean, so much of teaching is that like, I have students like, I can't do it. And then I'm like, all right, so if we're doing this, you know, which, which formula would you use here? And they say, okay, do this. Like if you can do it with help, then you grow because eventually you won't need the help anymore. And you can move on to another thing that you can't do without help yet, but then you'll get the help and you'll keep moving. So, so, you know, what's crazy is that, um, I don't know if you know too much about like gym stuff, but, um, the whole, the whole idea of, uh, of a spotter, all right. The whole idea of a spotter. Okay. Yeah. Someone where, you know, if they're, if they're helping you, if they're spot, <clears throat> excuse me, if they're spotting you, um, on, on the bench press or they're spotting you squatting, which I think is very awkward, but, um, I never had a spotter, a spotter when I squatted. No, it just doesn't happen. I just won't use that heavy weight. But um, I'll I'll get like I'll ratchet in that outside edge of my capacity just a little bit because I'm not having no dude help me. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, I think it's just odd. So, uh, but what happens is, or at least the idea of a spotter is someone there when you get to failure or close to failure. So let's say you're on your 12th rep or your 13th or your 14th. And you're going for your 15th and your body's saying no. Your mind's saying, yes, I can get 15, but your body's saying, ah, let's, let's put this down. Well, your spotter comes in and helps you. He'll take the weight up and he'll lift the weight. He'll, he'll, he'll help you. He won't give you, he won't, let's say you're benching 115 pounds, whatever. You know, if you're benching 115 pounds, he's not going to go in there and pick the 115 pounds up, even if he can, you know, there's some strong guys out there, but he will, he will he will take off at least 15 or 20 pounds, just enough to where you can get it yourself. A good spotter, a bad spotter would, will actually, I've seen people like they try to go help the person they trip, trip and end up pushing the weights on them. And this is when the dude has like four plates on each side. So it's like 400 pounds and he's, Oh, and then he has another 200 from his homie. That's on him. It's like, <laughs> that's a bad spotter. Okay. <laughs> but a good spotter, would be would be there to just take off just enough to where you can get the weight up. That's a good spot. And so it goes back to what you were saying about um, the uh, child development or educational psychology. Um, it's like just enough where you could do it with help. And then it also kind of brings me back to where we how we're supposed to live in the word. All right you got God calls you to to when he calls you to do something generally it's uncomfortable generally it's not that you can't do it Abram you know hey come out of the Ur of the Chaldees come out of your the land of your kindred come out come come over here I got better for you it's not that Abram couldn't do it he proved that he could all right but it was a shift it was a change it was something different you know Moses he's uh go to my people Moses and 
you know, uh, say this to Pharaoh after his burning bush experience, say this, well, he's going. And then the whole deal with the angel shows up. It's just, it's like a four, four, uh, verse story, four to eight verses. And the angel shows up to, to kill someone. Right. And Zipporah, Moses' wife, um, she circumcises Moses' child because he wasn't circumcised. And then, you know, she's like, you're a bloody man, Moses. No, anyway. Um, so uh, it wasn't that he Moses couldn't do that, do, you know, go out there. But there are some things that have to have to go, things that have to change, things that have to be different before you go and continue to fulfill on the call of God. And so if God's going to call you, if God's going to take you somewhere, you're literally like, you're going to have to change or shift something as you move. And that's going to cause uncomfortability. And that's actually going to grow you. It's the same thing. Go ahead. I mean, like, and and this occurred to me, I think with something you said, like probably a long while ago, but then now it's recurred to me because of what you're saying is like, the thing about the Lord is, is like, what we were designed to be like that that is why we feel it at home and at peace with him but what we are we're not exactly what we were designed to be so it's like in interacting with god at least with the current forms that we have there's discomfort involved like in dying to your flesh even like any time like a, men in the bible were sort of in god's presence it did not make nobody was sitting on their couch like yeah are meant to be they were like around yeah i mean they were they were painfully aware of their sin or they were unconscious like (laughs) i mean the fact that the fact that god's like your body cannot take being in my presence like i feel like exploding is the highest form of discomfort you can possibly have like probably with god in the current in in part of our identities part of us because because we have our soul that's that's that god designed to be with him like part of that like discomfort's part of it and yeah. and I, and i and i stress this so much with people i talk to especially with my students it's like when you understand that something is part of it that at least for me makes it easier to endure it because then i don't feel like i'm doing something wrong if i'm struggling like discomfort because like i mean even like when like when we when we read in the bible that it says like i didn't know i was sinning until i saw the law and i was like oh yeah just said oh. Like I, so that like interacting with God as he is in the truth of who he is and in the truth of who he expects us to be, discomfort's part of that. Mm-hmm. But it's not, discomfort's not the end goal of it. Discomfort's not the purpose of it. Discomfort's just a part of it. It's yeah. part of the adventure. Yeah. The conflict, the, the, um, and then the resolution. And then when you get to the thing is, is that you're never going to be able to, to, you never get to the place where you're not going to, if you're living for God, experience discomfort, you're going to have to, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be uh, uh, um, spiritual wickedness in high places, there's going to be things that will come against you. So you're never going to be able to stop. Uh, uh, Paul comes to mind, he literally he got to the end of his life. After fighting so much. He fought so much. He wrestled against, not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And, you know, the whole, he was stoned. He was beaten. He was like a whole bunch of stuff. And then the end of his life is from what historians would say is him being beheaded, whatever manner that was an ax, a blade, whatever that meant. You're not going to escape discomfort. But what, what did he do is he doubled down 
or triple down or quadruple down or maybe just left the idea of down as a dimension and got into the supernatural and counted his body it's just done you know it's 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 just this i'm going to put off this mortality he's going to put on immortality that's what peter at least says when it was his time to go he's like oh i'm okay so it's almost like he was talking about changing clothes you know okay i'm gonna just put this i'll i'll take that off put this on it's like so from the time that they were called you know they see this man um, from Galilee, he's walking on the shoreline. He points at them and says, hey, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. From that point until he's, according to, to historians, Peter being crucified upside down, there was no break in comfortability, in like discomfort. And Paul said that he's learned to be a base. He's learned to be, you know, in, out, up, down, everywhere, mixed up, jumbled, right? Um, but in all those things, he was content. Content in what? Content in God. I'm not going to put words in, in you know, Paul's mouth or in the Bible, but, um, you know, there was uh, this form of contentment because God was with him the entire time. So adventure, life, being an adventure, you can create your own adventures. You can, um, uh, like, the, like the Bible being a, uh, an adventure, but, you know, <laughs> but um, you, you can have these many adventures where you conquer your fears. But at, at the end of the day, it's like, it's never, they never get to a point to where, you're like, okay, I'm done. I mean, you can get to that place, but n- not in a good, a good way. Our race, our race, we literally weren't created. We teach this in the, uh, in the uh, godly dating masterclass. Man was, man and women were created to work. God gave Adam a mandate, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. Talked about keeping the garden, keeping me, keeping it, warring for it having a defense for it, right? So we were created for that work. And, and that work has comes with conflict. You know, the ground doesn't want to be tilled for whatever reason, right? There's, whatever, you know, just things that come up. So you are not going to escape it. There's no utopia. There's no like, oh, okay, I'm done. Even when you get to heaven. So, yeah, adventure. <laughs> Was there anything you wanted to chime in on? Um, one thing, and again, this I thought of this earlier, but now it's more relevant. Um, when you were talking about um, the mountains, climbing up one mountain and seeing a bunch of other ones, that reminded me of the fact that I know that for a while the human race thought the earth was flat, but like most of us are past that. <laughs> um, so like, is most of us past that. Yeah. We, we realize it's round. So like, even, even if you look at the way God designed the world, like there's no point that you could get to that you can't keep going somewhere. Like yeah. it's all, and like, if you make it all the way around this way, you all you gotta do is, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one degree over. We're not, like the adventure, like we, if, if we don't have an, the end of our planet, I mean, our, our planet is, is, is this limited thing, but it's huge. So just because something is limited, just because our lifetimes are limited, doesn't mean that we should in any way assume that like we're done with something. Like the earth will be over when it's over. Yeah, it's over. Our life and our growth will be over when it's over, when we're dead. So it's like, is like, you, you know what's kind of funny to think about is when Paul talks about um uh no height nor depth 
or and he starts naming different things. He he mentions four things, and a lot of people are like, "Wow, that's kind of interesting." Because, um, wait, height of breath. I forget what exactly um, the scripture says verbatim, but he mentions four different things, and so people talk about you know just different. You know, anyway, it, it can kind of get interesting with that conversation. But needless to say, it's like if you want to think of like your analogy where you're come uh, uh, circling around the earth and you move off a degree. All right. So you have this adventure around the earth and then you move off a degree and you have another adventure. And just that one degree of difference causes so much difference. <laughs> you know, you don't walk the same path. You don't do the same things. You don't experience the same thing. You can be literally one degree off and be from, you know, uh, uh, from the southern boot of Italy, Sicily, possibly to Finland, you know, depending on where you start, just because the way that the miles and everything extrapolates. So here's the deal is that you move that one degree, after you're done getting around the 360 degrees, you know, what's next, you land at the same spot, but time has a time as a dimension that has elapsed. So what new things, what mountains are eroded, you know, what new rivers are there, what new plant life is there, you know, and so then you have to go on another trip, because now you're, you're, um, you're experiencing the dimension of time. And so at what point do you stop growing? What point do you stop having conflict and, and conflict resolution? What point do you stop going on an adventure? What, what point do you stop having many adventures? You know, we're, we're, our life on earth will expire before we're done. And so we might as well right now, and this is just a reminder, you know, uh, would probably have to remind ourselves quite sometimes and quite often in life to remember that what you're going through is an adventure. You know, even the pain, the sorrow and the suffering, that's an adventure. How, how do you fare in those waters, those troubled waters of life? Will you give up? Will you forsake God? You're experiencing an adventure. How is the story going to be written for you? And so are you expanding yourself? Are you finding the little lions in your day that you can, that you can conquer and create a snowball effect? Because there is, you know, uh, you don't let fear stop you from doing some, some things, but there is a point where you become you can become fearless. Now, I'm not saying in everything. All right. I think in specific verticals. Okay. So like right now, I would say that, you know, from the time I started driving to now, I'm not too scared of driving four or five miles to a grocery store. It's just, I'm, I don't have any fear regarding that. I'm fearless. I don't have any fear with that. But why? When I first, when I first, the whole driver's ed dude, he came over to my house. And I, okay, go, 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 get in the car. So I get in the car. My leg, my left leg, okay? You use your right foot for the, the it was, it was like, he's like, relax, bro. I was like, I'm trying to, homie, but I don't know. I never did. And I was a kid that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like drive on the low. I didn't go out there. You know what? People were telling me, hey, come out. Just, man, it's just a spin. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it right. All right. I'm not going to, I just, I'm going to do it right. So that's one of the reasons why they call me goody goody. But I, I, you know, my leg was jumping. I've never driven before. And he's expecting me to take this two and a half ton machine 
surrounded by other two and a half ton machines about 70 miles an hour down. I've never done this before. And he's going to sit with me. His life's on the line. Now I'm responsible for mine and his, and I have a future. Okay. I'm trying to live. I thought I was going to get married sometime. In the okay. I got a future kids to live for grandkids. And he's going to have me take this two and a half ton. Like I said, the vehicle around all these other and then he has kids and they're going to come after me. Oh man. So I'm thinking all of that. So my legs are boom, 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 boom. And I try to drive. He's okay. And he's explaining it to me. So that's some fear. That's a lot to think about. Okay. That's a lot of, there's some, there's, there's a line in the way, but if I let it stop me, then, you know, like I know some people, they won't fly because they're scared of flying. Even even though statistically you'll, you'll see that you're more likely to get, you know, attacked by a shark than, um, you know, uh, die in a plane crash. All right. But they're just scared of it. All right. And so it's like, well, I didn't let that fear stop me from driving. Now it's like, okay, cool. You know, I've been in some pretty hairy scenarios where, you know, someone makes a, a wrong move and you have to make these weird different maneuvers in order to make sure you don't die. So what, what I'm saying is that you conquer the fear, you get past it. And that's what makes you fearless. One of the things I would say that makes you fearless is that you're, you're, at least for me, you, it, it's worked out to where, where's my fear? Oh, that's my fear. I, I hit it. There's a line in the way. Okay. Let's kill the line. Let's capture him. Let's put him down. And now I can go further than the lion. The lion was stopping me from this, this point. Now I can go a couple miles in past that point. And yeah, I may experience some other things, but I'm no longer scared where that lion had first approached me where that fear first interacted with me. I got the victory over it. Now I'm, I'm, I'm fearless. I don't have that type of fear, but you always need to be pressing into your fears. You'll have fear somewhere. Go ahead. And um, one of the great, um, great things about conquering one of those lions is that I'm a vegetarian. I'm a big fan of hunting. So like I'm a, when I use this, it's just, this is a good analogy. Um, so let's say you conquer that lion. Like there, there are multiple ways to conquer that lion. Like you could end up conquer that lion, skin it, wear it as a coat or something. And the next time you walk past someone who else, someone else who's looking at a lion, they see you with that pelt on and they're like, I didn't know that was a way this could go. Yeah. In my, my preference. Like, let's say you, you conquer that lion and you ride up on a lion to someone Who's looking at a lot like it is growled at me? It's just like, yeah, this one growled at me too. Yeah. Nay. Like <laughs> onward. <laughs> which I mean that opens up a whole new metaphor for like using your conflicts, using your weaknesses to become strengths and things like that, which is a whole other thing. But like the power of conquering something isn't just for you, it's for people that you meet along the way because there is no way that there's nobody else who ever has or ever will experience the same thing you're struggling with. And honestly, even if you never meet, which is unlikely, even if you never meet someone who had the exact same struggle as you, you will meet people who've had something close enough yeah. that you can talk to them about it. You can say, I made it through. Yeah. And sometimes like, especially for like, I mean, I'm a two. So like, I'm all like, I'm all about to help people. Like, one of the things for me, like between the carrot and the stick idea, we're merging metaphors now. Yeah. Um, like for me, like obviously the carrot is like, you know, victory. I'd like to not struggle like this anymore. That'd be great. 
but then for me the stick is like what do I do for people like what about the people who are counting on me succeeding what about mm-hmm. the people who I'm supposed to witness to in my future mm-hmm. in this specific calling or yeah. after this specific mistake not that God intended for me to make the mistake but he can certainly use it once I've made the choice to make it and <laughs> that's sometimes that's what keeps me going like like what what keeps me from you know making a mistake like and getting all down about it like beating myself up because i don't know if anyone else struggle with that i struggle with that like i like and the devil helps me out (laughs) yeah you sure the thing is is like yeah He's he's the accuser of the brethren yes he's like he's like oh game on are you taking volunteers let's go but the thing is is if i tell myself yes this is a mistake i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have thought that shouldn't have whatever that but if i tell myself all right i can either keep feeling like miserable and horrible about this even though i've turned from it or i can say all right i'm gonna remember this i'm gonna learn from this and if someone else has me like all right devil you might have got me but you ain't gonna get them because i'm gonna be there i'm gonna walk up with my lion's thing or on my lion like let me show you how to tame that lion. Let me show, let me show you how to conquer that lion. So it's like even and that's and and that I think that's one of the wonderful things that God does with failures is He's so resourceful, like <laughs> literal like literal king of being resourceful. We can go so far out of His plan, and He's like, "All right, I'm gonna use this, this, that. You were supposed to do that, but since you did, I'm gonna make something good out of it." beauty from ashes beauty from nothingness think ashes is like yeah. the one is nothing but one of the things that i think i think you'll you'll like this is that um back then you you heard the um the in songs and in teachings and stuff like that uh in christianum and stuff you have you heard um his train fills a temple his train uh there's your name be praised um there's a few songs but okay so in in isaiah isaiah has this vision i believe it's um chapter eight and he talks about um he mentions how his train fills a temple and one of the things that is really interesting about that is according to some of the resources that that i've um i've studied is that the train filling the temple was an was um it's so powerful and you're gonna love this when one when two kings fought and one nation was subdued under another nation what they would do is they would go get the robe of the king the kingly vesture of uh let's say a and b a whipped b all right so they'll go get b's robe and they would sew it onto the victors yes the victor's robe all right and so that's why when isaiah says and his train filled the temple his victories were innumerable all right well what happens and this is why i said you like it is because use that now when you have a victory over your fear you you add to your train and that train was the train like the wedding train like the things that they put on the i don't know what they put on the head or they put i don't know where they put it but um and like the bride's 
long dress thing. All right. So they would that the kings had those and they would add to it. And so when his train filled the temple, his victories were innumerable, pretty much is one of the things that you can say Isaiah was saying. But um, but you add to your train. God puts you in a position where you're able to conquer that. And you when you when that nation, that fear, that impossibility, when it's subdued under your feet, I guess you would say, by the power of the Holy Ghost, you add to that. And so maybe instead of skinning or pelting the lion or whatever, you know, <laughs> you can, uh, you can, you know, that's the, that's the analogy that can, is an analogy that you can use, you know, is, is that, you know, you're just adding to your training, your victories. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. There's a, there's a lot um, I guess the, the moral of the story is to, uh, is to honestly have a venture in life, you know, it's going to be scary, but, you know, do some, do fun things, you know, things that will, will, because listen, life is going to be hard. It's going to be, you know, boring and bland if we let it be boring and bland, but do fun things, you know, in a very natural sense, like, uh, you don't have to spend a whole lot to have. Um, I heard someone put it this way. They said, you don't have to have a lot of money to be creative. All right. But then you can have a lot of money and be extremely dull, you know, bland. And so it's like, it's more about you being, taking your resources and being creative. And, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, how can you do fun things, make fun things happen? I'll, that's one of the things exercise I'm, I'm going through is like, how can I make, you know, do things that are, I don't know, make things fun, you know, uh, in life and, and uh, do silly things. So one of the things that I like to do, which isn't everyone's cup of tea, is I like to be super silly out in public because there's this social like uh, piety, you know, you're, you're not supposed to say that you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to you know, but I love it because I get to expand myself because it is, it can be nerve wracking or at the very least awkward to, you know, um, be, you know, walking down the street and like, you know, Hey, Hey, everyone, and everyone looks at you say, what's up. And then they look at you like you're absolutely stupid, but you know, and it, not that that's a thing to do, you know, or you could say, Jesus loves you. Hey, everyone, God loves you, you know, whatever. But what, what is that? that what did that do for me is it put me in a in a spot that was like peculiar you know it put me in a spot that was that were it is it was awkward for me and I faced that fear and so now that I have that I can continue on with um uh, uh with expanding into that area so just fun things like that but yeah this has been a good chat <laughs> a very good one I'm glad I, I actually recorded this one but um, yeah, so is there anything that you want to say before we, we head out here? No? All right. All right, that's cool. So um, I guess this would be a good place to wrap it up. I'll do an um, official outro and then um, I'll uh, cut the recording and then just, you know, do the normal GCC outro. Anyway, um, everyone, thank you guys for joining us. Me and uh, Miss Carmen Bazari, part of the Inferno Group in the Firestarter community, also helping out with Yappa, um, which is really, really awesome. So uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, talking about adventure and a whole bunch of other great things 
that I think are going to be beneficial or, or that I know will be beneficial to everyone who actually puts it into practice. Remember, God is on your side when it comes to confronting fears. All right. Don't let them. Don't let those fears keep you bound. God is on your side, especially when you're moving into greater for him. If he's called you to do something great, if he wants you to do something great, move into that. All right. And God is on your side with that, no matter what fears are there. All right. The Bible also says in Ecclesiastes, you know, um, it says that a man, um, he who regardeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. And then Solomon goes on to say that um, uh, you don't know, oh, vain man, if you sowed or if you pretty much if you sowed or if you um, would reap even in the face of adversity. Okay. It's in uh, Ecclesiastes five, I believe. So check that out, <laughs> but it's, it's really good. Go out there and, and, and so even when things seem impossible, stretch yourself, expand yourself. And uh, yeah, follow your appetite 38 everywhere. Join the Firestarter community so you can help. Then you can join us on these calls because these are super fun and we'll catch you guys in the next one. God bless. Bye. Alrighty, Yappa fam, what did you guys think of that GCC? It's a part of the Ferno group, and um, I'm, I'm really excited to have had that conversation, have had, have had that conversation uh, with Carmen uh, regarding, uh, you know, adventure. And I think that adventure is something that we, we must, we must understand that we have to go on. All right. Again, if we're going anywhere in life, in God, it's a very, very important thing to have on our side, that mindset that, hey, I'm going to take on challenges. I'm going to do the scary thing. I'm going to move forward and go on life's great grand adventure as long as I'm here on earth. I think it's something super relevant. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, SoundCloud, make sure you review it. Make sure you give it a five stars if you enjoyed it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video and also comment down below what was your favorite part of the video. What little snippet really spoke to you? All right, I want to know that. So comment down below. And without further ado, my friends, thank you so much for watching today's Yapsock podcast or listening to the podcast um, or video cast, I guess. <laughs> anyway, my friends. Be apostolic. Above all, above all, make sure you stay apostolic. And I'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Yeah.